Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily regulated or confiscated by the government is the moral and constitutional basis of individual freedom. I know that my listeners have heard that before, and I know that the majority of the citizens in our area agree with that statement. That's why they and I and we all chose to live in rural America. That's why we choose to continue living in rural America. And our fellow citizens expect their elected officials to protect their private property rights from burdensome regulation and outright confiscation by state and federal governments. Unfortunately, the legislators and bureaucrats that inhabit our state capitals and Washington, D.C. are controlled by voters in large population centers, and their special interest groups whose agendas are not aligned at all with ours. Frankly, we are outnumbered and outvoted on issues that are important to preserve our way of life. Our survival can only be secured if we unite to protect what we all hold dear. The best way to do that is for us to join together because county government is really the seat of the majority of power in small counties in rural America. If county governments join together, then we can have a voice that may make a difference. My guest on Freedom Forum Radio is someone who did just that. The interesting thing is that he's from a completely different area of the United States. He's from Arizona, New Mexico region. So we are going to be talking today with my guest, Howard Hutchinson, who is a property rights activist and the executive director of the Coalition of Arizona New Mexico Counties for Stable Economic Growth. So, Howard Hutchinson, welcome to Freedom Forum Radio. Well, it's great to join you on Freedom Forum Radio from Linwood, New Mexico. Uh, actually in the suburb called Alma, New Mexico. So you are from New Mexico, but you put together, or you have put together, a group of counties in your area. Is that correct? Uh, Yes, uh, from 
Arizona and New Mexico and basically spread out all over the map of those two states, we have uh, rural natural resource-based counties, agriculture, mining, timber, oil and gas, that have come together to uh, do battle for private property rights. You know, this is your group is is for stable economic growth. And all of the issues that you have outlined in, in what you just said really speak to local economies. And I know we feel it here, too. So before we get into some specifics, let's talk have a general discussion of how regulations threaten property rights and jobs, which really is so important to all of us. Well, when we look at the myriad of regulations uh, coming down from the federal government and then subsequently down to the state and local government levels, uh, the overlay of each of those has a restrictive action on the exercise of private property. So it's it becomes a very daunting task uh, to keep track of all of the agencies putting forward new ideas for regulations, let alone keep up with and understand all of the other regulations that are currently on the book. So in your area like ours, what we deal with is we deal really with two things. We deal with issues that could be best be classified as eminent domain takings of property, and we also take of the we deal with the taking of property through regulations which limit our ability to use property freely uh, as we see fit. That happens uh, here as well. Uh, the, the regulatory takings. Uh, go from all the way from uh, local property taxes, from municipal county governments, uh, up to the state levels of various uh, statutes and regulations out of the state level. Um, but when we look to the federal government uh, and our laws that have been enacted uh, both in Congress uh, through executive orders, through the administration, and through decisions by the Supreme Court, uh, we have lost uh, the ability to claim uh, on those regulatory takings. Uh, the Supreme Court has said that unless a property is completely uh, devalued, uh, you cannot uh, get compensation. So we've also seen things like the Kelo decision where uh, the Supreme Court uh, has said that it's basically a state issue as to whether or not property can be taken for a public use uh, and eminent domain uh, utilized to transfer property to another private property interest. So there's a whole host of, of issues uh, that hit us in, in that regulatory taking arena, plus uh, the various decisions that have come down through the courts. 
You know, it's kind of interesting when you talk about the Kelo decision, which to me is is absolutely one of the most horrendous uh, Supreme Court decisions, and there there's a list of them. I mean, well, uh, people who think that the Supreme Court is this infallible body of learned jurists who read the Constitution and, and make judicious decisions uh, that are always right, I mean, that... That really is just not the case. The Supreme Court, if you look at the history of Supreme Court decisions, they've made a lot of really, really bad decisions. Obviously, the Dred Scott decision being uh, foremost uh, uh, in that, but it just goes on a long list. And Kelo, Kelo versus Connecticut is is another one of those instances where private property was taken from one 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 group of people or one person or individual persons, and just hand it over to another private person. Uh, I don't see how the Supreme Court could ever have said that was okay. Well, I, in looking at at that decision, I came away with, with two bitter tastes in my mouth. One was the fact that the Supreme Court uh, failed to solidly uphold the Fifth Amendment, uh, which is the prohibition of taking of private property for public use without proper compensation. Uh, the second uh, part wasn't quite so bitter. In fact, uh, it became a little sweet upon analysis, and that is that the Supreme Court recognized that this was an issue that really needed to be deliberated on and addressed at the state level, and that the federal government and the Constitution uh, really have a limited role uh, in interfering with state issues. So as a result of that, uh, quite a number of states have now gone forward with imminent domain legislation that prohibits those types of takings, which was a beneficial uh, outcome and to a certain extent went a long way to uh, reversing uh, the, the Dred Scott decision, which a real interesting development. Dr. Dan's Freedom Form will return right after a quick break. We're speaking with Howard Hutchinson, property rights activist and executive director of the Coalition of Arizona and New Mexico Counties for Stable Economic Growth. That's a, really an interesting point, and I, and, I, and I like that because as someone who believes in, in states' rights and federalism, it really is uh, up to the states to enact legislation when they deem it necessary that clarifies uh, federal actions and, in essence, protects their own citizens from actions uh, that are contrary to the Constitution. And I think this Kelo case is a good example of that. Uh, no matter what their ju- the justification, obviously, was, they wanted to give this, uh, this property, which wasn't paying a lot of property taxes, they wanted to give it to a larger entity that would build a big mall and whatever 
and there'd be a lot more property taxes. That was their uh, justification, uh, the city of New London, for doing that. And the, the absolute funny thing is that that venture failed, and that area is, is waste now. It's just a wasteland, and those houses are basically destroyed and, or whatever standing is, is just wasteland. It's not in use. But that concept uh, is so anti the, the foundations of, a, of this country that you can take land from one person and just give it to someone else. Uh, that's just wrong. And, and the reason, real reason is, is that the eminent domain is supposed to be for public use. And they, our founders had in mind roads, uh, public buildings, and things of that nature, not private enterprise. Which I think goes to your point uh, earlier that the Supreme Court is not necessarily infallible. And in this case, uh, illustrated the ability of the justices to make a very liberal interpretation as to what is public use. Uh, they say, uh, and, and this was really at the state level because the Supreme Court actually just let the state decision stand. Uh, the state level said that a public use was tax revenue. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a rather bewildering uh, situation that we got into there. But it goes to the issue also of the uh, regulations and regulatory takings uh, in the other property rights arena. Uh, it's this interpretation that um, what uh, what is your private property is subject to my whims if I can get a majority of people in my community to agree with me. Well, that is obviously something that uh, we deal with all the time because it seems to me there always are a group of people in any community who feel that they have the right to tell everyone else what to do. And that's what regulations are all about, is it not? Yes, it is. And uh, there's a, a professor at New Mexico State University that teaches uh, animal science, particularly uh, big game management. And he starts his classes off in, uh, in Game Management 101 with the statement that uh, there is no such thing as game management. It is human management. And all regulatory actions, no matter what the excuse is given, is, uh, is designed to regulate human activity. What a great point that is, uh, Howard. And by the way, I am, I am speaking with Howard Hutchinson, who is the executive director of the Coalition of Arizona New Mexico Counties for Stable Economic Growth. Uh, Howard is a property rights activist. Uh, from the New Mexico and Arizona area. We're going to get into some specifics uh, of that area uh, in a bit, but we're talking in general about property rights. And what you just said was really key. Just about everything the government does has mostly to do with either enriching legislatures themselves or their friends and family or controlling everybody else. 
That's what government does for a living. They steal from us and try to control us. Yeah, I, uh, I really try to avoid governance. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, good, good luck on that, you know. Yeah, uh, and and like you said in your uh, opening monologue, there. That's why we choose to live in these uh, rural areas. Uh, I know that in your resolution that you sent me on the Forest Service, that you have uh, thirty something thousand acres of, uh, uh, or 93,000 of acres is, uh, is Forest Service land. Um, I look out the window here at my place at 7.7 million acres of U.S. Forest Service land. Uh, that's, we a pr- have, that's a pretty big number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I should have said it's uh, 3.8 million, uh, which doesn't diminish the impact uh, all that much. But the the fact that there is very limited uh, private property in our county, our county is 7,000 square miles, and less than 20% is private property. So when you when you start looking at the effect of what regulations do, just like in in your area, most of the land that the Forest Service occupies, or probably all of it, uh, was once private property. And uh, it got to the point where there was just a lot of willing sellers uh, willing to sell it to, to the federal government. Out here, much of the regulations that get imposed on people end up creating willing sellers. Uh, so we, we're faced uh, with many of the same issues, but possibly on a larger scale than, than what occurs in your county. It's kind of interesting that the 93,000 acres that the Forest Service controls in our county, which is Cherokee County, North Carolina, represents about 33% uh, of the landmass of the county. There are some counties here in which, uh, you know, 60 or 70% of the county uh, does belong to the Forest Service. I shouldn't say that. It's controlled by the Forest Service. It belongs to the people, technically. Uh, But, you know, in the eastern half of the United States, most of the land, uh, the Forest Service owns or controls land, it's not these enormous percentages like what you just mentioned, where you are, where you're talking 50, 60, 70 percent of the land is non-private controlled by the Forest Service. That's a a completely different uh, scenario. Yes, it is. uh, Of course, it it makes little difference uh, if if your county is... uh, uh, 60 or 80 percent uh, controlled by the federal management, or if uh, if 30 percent is controlled by federal management, it all has an impact on the activities that occur 
as part of the economic system and the, the so- social uh, system that occurs in these rural areas. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. They call them muddy waters. People I just love to hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man I get joy in everything Everything, everything Everything gonna be alright this morning